rushing wind blow through this temple blowing out the dust within come and breathe your breath upon me I've been born again Holy Spirit I surrender Take me where you want to go Plant me by your living water Plant me deep so I can grow Jesus, you're the one who set my spirit free. Use me, Lord, glorify your holy name through me. Separate me from this world, Lord. Sanctify my life for you. Daily change me to your image. Help me bear good fruit. And every day you're drawing closer. Trials come to test my faith. But when all is said and done, Lord, you know it's been worth the wait. Oh, Jesus, you're the one who sets my spirit free. Oh, use me, Lord, glorify your holy name through me. Precious Jesus, you're the one who sets my spirit free. me, Lord, glorify your holy name through me. Rushing wind blow through this temple, blowing out the dust within. Come and breathe your breath upon me. I've been born again.
Praise the Lord. Wasn't that wonderful? That's one of my favorite songs sang by Keith. Keith Green, is it? Rushing wind blow through this temple. Hallelujah. Do you know that without the presence of the Holy Spirit, you can't make it on this earth. That's the helper that Jesus promised. And you can't get the Holy Spirit without Jesus. So there's an order in the Godhead. Amen. Because it is He that baptizes in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so blessed because this is God's design that man should just be in His presence to worship Him. And this was the purpose for God's creation that He could have fellowship with man. Isn't it wonderful? All we ever do on this earth, having church, teaching, preaching, is to bring us back to the original intent of God. The original intent where we can worship God. Be in His presence. And I, I'm telling you that man cannot really stand when he enters that awesome presence. The Bible talks about the elders in the book of Revelation that prostrate themselves. In other words, they lie flat on their faces saying, well, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. This is God's original intent. But of course we know that an enemy has come. An enemy has done this. Let us pray. Amen. Father, we thank you for this wonderful occasion to meet on this Father's Day. To bring glory to your name. We come to lift up the name of Jesus. The name that is above every other name. We come to exalt you, O God. You are our King, our Lord, our Savior. The one who died for us. Whilst we were yet sinners, God commended his love towards us. That Christ Jesus died for our sins. And we thank you, we bless you for such a wonderful, great act of redemption. That we can be here this morning to give you praise and to give you thanks. Restore us, O oh God, to our first estate, the holy estate, in the name of Jesus. We break every bondage of wickedness. I take captive every wandering thought, every mind that is not focused, to be focused now over the next 45 minutes, to hear the word of God, and may our minds be renewed, our hearts be changed. Our lives forever be transformed by the preaching of the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Let's clap for Jesus so that I can see. Although you have a mask on, you are still alive. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Happy Father's Day to all of you that are fathers. Can I see the hands of those that are fathers? We have multiple services this morning. Yes, and I had a chance to greet the first service and I trust God. I can also have this opportunity to greet the second service as well. And that was wonderful, the little clip from Jason. Thank you to you guys. It's been hard over the years, but I see that the creativity is being sparked amongst our people. And that's what I'm always looking for. Wonderful creative ideas where I'm not involved at all. Hallelujah. May the Lord give you such a heart and such a mind. The Holy Spirit is creative. In the beginning, God created. The first verse ever in the Bible is about creation. 
creative comes from creation creative they all from the same singular uh, verb creation you should be creating amen god made you creative beings i see you creating nice colors on your walls nice plants in your in your in your in your living room if you if you don't have a garden on your balcony i see you being creative I see you changing the chandelier from an open globe to something nice. Hallelujah. I see it coming. Be like God in the beginning. God created. What have you created? When I visit your home, you must take me and say, "Pastor, let me show you something that I made." Wow. I see you creating a chocolate cake with three layers. Hallelujah. and put white cream inside just to bring a variation of color do you feel it jesus is bestrafai mag wat vir so fit maak hallelujah all right our, our, my intention was to relax today and have all my sons and my associates preach but i i thought let me speak because of also the facebook streaming want to greet all the listeners that's listening to us on facebook I trust that as you open your hearts God will speak to you also this morning. This morning I want to talk about fathers because it's Father's Day and I want to um title my short message I don't even I don't even know what the title is I normally have three titles. Let's call it restoring the honor of the father. restoring the honor of the father hallelujah hallelujah i want to turn your attention to a scripture in the verse in the bible matthew chapter 19 verse 8 um we're going to be reading some scriptures this morning and um i trust god that he will speak to our hearts matthew chapter 8 19 Sorry, did I say yes? 19 verse 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are all the sheets filled yet, Pastor Charlie? Yes, good. There will be a day maybe where you won't be able to get the seat because people are applying to sit. So keep praying that you get the seat because we need to give others also a chance. And you are in the service here that most people would like to come the 10:30 service. So Don't feel offended if we shift you to 12:30 or 8:30 or even maybe there'll be a Sunday with this. I don't think there should be. If we have an overflow we'll do another service maybe in the afternoon. Maybe 3 o'clock and then we'll have a pastor here no problem. So people to preach. We want to welcome Brandon. We just they they, 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 they was a missing in action plea for him and they eventually found him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Restoring the honor of the Father. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit help me to to break the word as bread to the people in Jesus name. He said unto them, Moses because of the hardness of your heart suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. One of the other titles I have here on my iPad is from the beginning it was not so 
Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, God in His great mercy had designed this whole world with, with an intent for us to live in a certain way. Are you listening to me? But unfortunately, an enemy arose that has distorted, twisted, and contorted everything. Say after me, distorted, twisted, contorted. I checked in the dictionary, those are all real words. Say it's a word. The devil let alles gegrei. Let alles kiefers vandag. Has he met me? And as I just said to you now, God is trying to reach out to us through his word to bring back the order, the original way how things were. The disciples came and questioned Jesus about women and men and divorce and when can you say, when can you divorce your wife? <laughs> and Jesus said, look, Moses allowed you to divorce and to get rid of this partner. But in the beginning, that was never God's intent for the people. You see, that there should be hardness. And the words you'll see there, because of the hardness of your hearts, hey, he permitted it so. And Jesus then even said, look, because of adultery, it's the only reason why you should. But in the beginning, these things were not supposed to be like that. And I'm bringing you now to the, to the, to the role of the father to show you what was God's original intent. And how you being children of God have to really work hard with the help of the Holy Spirit to come back to the original intent. To restore the order of God in your life. When you pray the Our Father, you say, let thy kingdom come. What kingdom are we talking about? We're talking about God's rule. God's reign. The way that God wants things to be done. Are you listening to me? Let thy kingdom come like it is in heaven. Let it be on earth. How many of you have ever heard the statement, it's like heaven on earth. Have you heard the statement? You don't say that when things are not going well. When you are under pressure, when there's a fight, when there's... No, no, no. I said, lekker is. And I will not know everything that lekker is. I will say, it's good that lekker is. Amen. I will say, your ice cream cone has eaten. That's what I said. That's what I said. That's what I said. What's on my tongue? Pipi. If you don't read your Bibles... You cannot see the heart of God, the mind of God, and the original intent of God. Are you all listening? Are you following me? I'm trying to take you back to what God really wanted things to be like. So when we are saved, hallelujah, when we enter into God, when we come from our lost paradise, from our lost world, we come back to God, then God wants to restore as much as possible 
the original intent of what he had planned for man. That's why you have scriptures that says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you, but to give you a bright hope and a future. This was all God's great plan. But there was a distortion. And you know that the problem of man is sin. Sin is equal to disobedience. Whenever we disobey, we sin. The Greek word for sin means you miss the mark. Ah, then sin brought with it death. Are you here? It's all scriptures I'm quoting to you. Because of sin came death in Romans. And the wages of sin is death. Hallelujah. So there's a force that is fighting you. There's a force pulling you. And that force is Satan himself, Lucifer. The original one that, that because of pride did not want to fall under God's original purposes and plans. And he's come to disturb the world, to contort the world, to twist the world, and to distort the world. Say another amen. amen. So today, my dear friends, if I show you what the world looks like, all you will know is that this is the effects of Satan. It's been something I've been sharing with Pastor Clint if you were watching me. And it's something I'm very convinced of. We are fighting an invisible enemy just like you are. The scientists are fighting Corona. They say they're fighting an invisible enemy. It's true. We've been fighting this enemy for long. He's not visible. But you see the effects of the enemy. I've never seen him with the fork and the, the wounds only on the Manchester United beds. I saw the devil. But I've never seen him real. But I've seen his effects. Just like I haven't seen the Holy Spirit with my eyes because he's a spirit. But I've seen the effects of the wind. Hallelujah. You can't see the wind. But you can see the effects of the wind. Glory to God. Okay, let me take you. I'm taking you on a wonderful journey this morning. We're going to restore. God wants to restore. Man wants to belong to God. And Satan has come. Sin has come. Man is a lost creature. Man is far from God. But God wants to bring man back to him. That's the simple message of salvation. That's the simple message of the prodigal son. You were once in the father's house. You have wandered far away from God. But God is calling you home. So what does that got to do with Father's Day? We want to look at the original intent of God's plan for the father, for the home, and how much distortion Satan has brought. I want you to turn your Bibles to um, Ephesians 6 verse 2. The scripture says, Honor your father and your mother. Is a commandment with a promise. Now, stay with me now. Everything was perfect in the beginning. You agree? Until Satan came. He influenced the woman to influence the man. And they also sinned and missed the mark. Now the world is in a mess. Say amen. But now God then decided to send his word to help us. 
to bring us back to something like it should have been. Are you listening? Even death was not part of the plan of God. Death is because of sin. Because of sin came death. That's why you have funerals, corona funerals. They now said that there's going to be even mass graves. I don't believe it, but they said that there might be, if there's a lot of deaths, they will just put everybody in a lot of graves together, mass graves. That thing was not supposed to be part of God's original intent. Even growing old was not part of the intent. Ployers had never Yes, it was not part. You would have stayed beautiful and young. I don't know which age, but you would have reached a certain age where you think you are at your most beautiful. And you would have stayed like that. So, so from the, the day that you are born till you grow to a certain age, and then after that age, then death starts to set in. You'll see you can't run as fast anymore. Things start to slow down. Yeah, the things you used to do, you do them no more. <laughs> hey! As you grow older, your hair changes color from itself and you try to hide these things, but you can't hide it, it's coming. Sometimes I see ladies on TV and my wife would often show me that the lady is old, but the face has been pulled stiff through some operation. What do, you, what do you call that? Something. Botox, yeah. You see, this lady's got a young skin, but the hands are all the hands. The hands are always, always look for the hands. Because they can't fix their hands. I don't know why. Hey! The young man, dangai prat mata, zong mama, masa, oh mama. Yeraya pos. Death is setting in. He's coming for you. He works you. Inside you see you reach over 50, 60, 70. The cancer starts to come. Hey! He's crawling on you. He's coming for you. Death is like a creeper. But the Bible says, let me try to help and uh, bring you back to something like the kingdom would really want you to be. You shouldn't die so soon. You should live long. What would make you live long? And he gives us a great commandment with the promise. He says, honor your father. Because you have dishonored your father. Evil has now come upon you faster than what you could even think. And your days on the earth will be cut short. Shorter than what I intended it for you to be. But by honoring your father. I, it will be well with you. And you will live long on the earth. Now I'm sure because we were never told this. Because we never read God's word and we never saw it. Maybe we never understood it. There's a lot of dishonor that has come to your father. And you don't even know how that affects you. You think that this word of God is just written without effect, but it has mighty and mega effect on your life. Are you listening to me? So you must just try it. I was, talking, I was listening to Archbishop Williams the other day, Pastor Charlie, and uh, somebody was asking about the closing of the churches and uh, the attack on, on the churches 
You know when churches were closing and then churches started to ask to be opened again? One of the things that they, 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 they uh, accused the church of, because churches will always be, pastors will always be accused. And churches will be accused. It's part of, we, uh, the kingdom of God living in the kingdom of this world. There's always opposition. There's warfare against each other. Are you listening? So they said one of the accusations against the church is that um, the pastors are just greedy for money. And I listened to the man of God and he was saying that the enemy knows if he can attack the tithe. Yet he prevents the rebuke of the devourer. Are you listening? Because the Bible says it's the tithe that you give to God that makes God rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he said, Corona is like a devourer, eating up everything, eating up your yacht, eating up the finances, canceling your job, canceling your prosperity, canceling. It's a devourer. And the only antidote against the devourer is the time. So speak against the churches, speak against the greed of the pastors, speak against anything, open the churches. Then the, the, the first thing they say, the pastors are greedy for money. Can you believe it? It's the first accusation. But it's the enemy behind everything. There is an enemy behind every negative thing that is happening. And that enemy is to prevent the tithe so that the devourer has free reign to devour everything in your life. Come on now. That it might be well with you and that thou might live long on the earth. Turn for me to Malachi chapter 1 verse 6. A son honors his father and a servant his master. If I then be your father, where is my honor? Where is my honor? Only that part of the verse, Brother Bevan. How many of you know that honor is when you reward somebody for being different? Amen. So if you say, I honor my father, then it's oftentimes, uh, he's not just treated like any old person in the street. He's not just treated like the same as the other people in the house. There's a different respect. There's a different way that he's treated. There's a different way that he is seen. You reward him because he's not your mother. <laughs> You reward him is not your brother. You reward him is not your sister. He's different. He plays a different role. He plays the role of the authority in the house according to God's original intent. Hey! How far have we wandered from the original intent? If I then be your father, this is God speaking to Israel, where is my honor? You bring broken lambs, you bring lambs with sores and the lambs you don't want to use. God was rebuking them. You can see the whole book of Malachi is a book of great rebuke. God is always rebuking. It's not wrong to rebuke. We want to restore the proper order. Hallelujah. So the father in the house can also ask you and say, if I am your father, where is my honor? Honoring God and honoring your, the Father that God has given in your life is one of the greatest 
um, spiritual things you can ever do. One day when they blamed Jesus of being a servant of the devil, he used this word, he said, I honor my father. Wow. How can I have a devil? Even find that verse, it's there. I honor my father. Look, look, look how big the scripture is. Are you listening on Father's Day? That the honoring of a father, anybody who honors, when, when, when there's an honor, there is a respect and a, and a bringing of a gift and a reward and an acknowledgement. There are levels of honor to acknowledge somebody, to honor, to bless somebody, to, to lift somebody higher. That's a, that's a sign of honor. He says, I lift my father higher. I glorify my father. How can I then, how can you say I have a devil? No man who honors his father can easily be said to have a devil. I'm preaching. But you don't honor your father. And the Bible is clear when it says honor your father. It doesn't add anything in parenthesis or in commas or inverted commas. It doesn't say your father who was good to your mother. It doesn't even say your father who is not a drunkard. It doesn't say your father who is a pastor. It says father period. Now to rush, you know that there are more than one father in your life. The Bible says in, in uh, Matthew, I think 23, it says call no man your father. He also says, call no man your teacher. But we know God is not meaning, don't call your teacher, teacher, because you call your teacher, teacher. Jesus even told the story of the prodigal son who had a father. So he's not meaning in that way. He was referring to Pharisees who loved themselves higher than God and want people to honor them. But a good father, a good spiritual father will lead you to God. Amen. Will make you love God more. Will make you serve Jesus more. Hallelujah. So it says that don't call no one man your call no man your father because no earthly person can really be the father that God wants you to have. He, he can never compare to God, if I must put it in that way, because of the defect and the disorder and the contortment and the twisting that sin has brought into this life. So you have fathers that are not what you would like to call fathers in a certain sense, but you must remember they've come into a polluted environment. It's fillers but rontle, geestelike fillers. And a man has been put here to, to, to represent God. I believe the father represents God because God has taken the term father, not mother. Many feminist church pastors are trying to break this and say, pray to God as father and mother. We had this some years ago. But God is wise. And there's a certain reason why he refers to, the, to him as father. Jesus said, when you pray, say, our father who art in heaven. So the father, the earthly father should be a picture of God to the children. Should be a picture of God to society. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Stay with me. I'll give you three things and then we close. So what type of honor must the fathers get? I'm talking about restoring the honor to the fathers. What type of honor must the fathers get? 
The Bible says the children must honor their fathers. Go back to my verse in Ephesians. Honor, sorry, Bevan, that verse you had before, this was a, that's the verse. Uh, no, it was the other one where I was talking about, I have no devil, so I call no man my father. I just wanted to, but it's fine if you don't go. Go back to Ephesians. Oh, Jesus answered, I have not a devil. If you're taking notes, then it is. But I honor my father, and you dishonor me. Hallelujah. Honor is to reward somebody for being different to others in your life. So if you don't reward anybody, it means that person is there's no different to you. There's no meaning to you. There's no, there's no blessing to you. It's the same. Hey. And you are now taking away certain graces that was offered to you to extend your life, to make it go well with you. You decided to act against God's will and you act in disobedience, meaning these things cannot happen to you. What things, Pastor? It can't go well with you. Number two, you won't live long. <laughs> Maybe God allows you to live long sometimes with more distress and heartache as a punishment for you. That it may be well with you. And that thou mayest live long on the earth. Hallelujah. So children honor their father through obedience. Look, ladies and gentlemen, every man that walks on this earth is walking in a twisted, contorted, distorted environment. It's like a cow which has a gasket that is blown. And you know what the devil succeeds to do? He succeeds to make you see the weaknesses of your father. He succeeds to make you see the bad things of your father. My wife was asking me about the pastor the other day that had fallen into sin. And I explained to her and I said to her, this man was a great man of God. And he has won many souls to Christ and he was not afraid to speak against injustice. But unfortunately, he was just a man. So he's also open and prone to the distortedness, the twistedness, the fleshly problems that every man is, to, is, 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 is uh, uh, exposed to in this earth. But I said, I was talking to my wife, I said, but the challenge for you and me is to look beyond Satan's tricks and wiles to make us only see the fall of the man of God. Meaning we miss all the other good things that the, that the Lord wants us to glean and to get from his ministry. Yeah. And the same goes for any of you or has a father, or had a father, or has a spiritual father. I'm not talking about all the fathers. There's a great book my, father, my pastor wrote, Bishop Dag, My Father, My Father, or uh, it's, the name has changed now, but there's a great book on fathers you can get that you can learn about the different types of fathers. I'm explaining to you, brother, that you can easily see the weakness and every man on this earth has weaknesses. And I'm sorry to say and it might burst your bubble. Even your great pastor Chris has many weaknesses. 
Yes. And you'll be a fool to think that every man, a man is like, no man is like God. That's why he says, call no man on earth your father. We are weaknesses. So we are living in a polluted, distorted, contorted and twisted world. As he met me. So the person that your hero is, he took slechte parts in his life. He has dirty parts. But if you focus only on that, you miss what God wanted to give to you. And whoever your father is, he could have been a drunkard, he could have been a... There were great things in his life that you've missed because the enemy made you see the weaknesses of your father. My father was a great man. Jet Li made a movie called My Father is a Hero. You know Jet Li? When I saw the cover, I liked it. I never saw it, but I liked the cover. It says, my father is a hero. And for us, I'm, I'm old enough to know my father had weaknesses. My person, my biological father. But I realized my father was a great man. Because my father never had the opportunity to study at a university like I did. I don't even think my father went to high school. So to have accomplished what he could accomplish and to raise me and to give me life with the little bit that he had, I don't think I could have even done what my father did. I can only do what I do because of God's grace and some of the gifts that God has given me, the education that I have. But my father did it without all that. Ha! He was a great man. Towards the end of his life, he made some wrong decisions. My father... But the Holy Spirit has helped me to say, do not look at the wrong decisions that your father made. You will, you will, you will dishonor him and you will never see the greatness that, is, that he did in his life. Because even John the Baptist, towards the end of his life, he started to make doubtful decisions and started to question Jesus and said, are you really the one that should come or do we look for another? But in the prime of his ministry, he said, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You cannot think of him. And Jesus, when he had an opportunity to speak of John, he never spoke of the doubt of John the Baptist. He only spoke of the greatness and he said, there's no greater man on this earth than John the Baptist. He looked beyond his weakness. The Bible says in the last days, children will be disobedient to parents. So the fathers of this world, if there was ever an attack, if there ever was a war, there's a war against the fathers of this world. Listen, if you don't know warfare, you won't understand many things in life. When the country is at war, Pastor Moses, the devil attacks certain areas or the enemy. Let's say war. I remember my school teacher, I, I was either grade three or grade four. She mentioned one day, she said, this apartheid government, they put us here right next to the airport because our school was near to the airport. And she said, when a war breaks out, the first place they bomb is the airport. <laughs> and I never forgot that as a little child. Sometimes somebody says something, you always remember. And they built colored houses around the airport. She was very angry at the apartheid government. She said, there's no white houses around the airport. You know why, children? When the war breaks out, the bombers will come first to bomb the airport. Why? Because the airport is the place 
where the planes can, can go up and down and even uh, where communication can happen, where you can send things overseas. So what happens mostly, the devil attacks the communication zones. For example, the radio stations will be bombed. Airports will be bombed. You understand? There's strategic attacks in warfare. The father is a strategic person in the family. So the enemy's attack will be focused on him to destroy him. How does he do it? Number one, children. I'm preaching. The children dishonor and disrespect. So no honor to their fathers. And the disobedience of the children because of sin. Sin is equal to disobedience. Disobedience is equal to rebellion. Rebellion is then equal to witchcraft. I'm preaching too deep for you, am I? Receive it. That's number one. The children. And most children fall into a spiral. One of our uh, great leaders in the city, Pastor Barry, where's my phone? He sent us a, a message yesterday and I thought I'll, I'll, I'll read this to some of you. He says, what the world statistics say about absent fathers. I, I, I'm telling you all this to tell you it's the devil. An enemy has done this. Amen. An enemy has distorted the fact that you don't now, ladies, it's important that you listen to me because if you want, the, if you want to have a house where you can say, it's almost like, uh, 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 it's, it's like heaven on earth, then some of these principles must be put in place. You, 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 you don't, don't think money is going to bring you heaven on earth. Don't think the husband working for more money is going to give you, or the father the father behaving the way you want him to behave. The father treating the children you want him the way. No, no, no. He must act the way God wants him to act. And he must be the way God wants him to be. Then things will start to work well on this earth. Listen to this. Pastor Barry sent me this. He said, the statistics, listen to statistics on, on missing fathers. See how the enemy has bombed us. As, as I want you to see it spiritually. We are under attack. The first person to bomb is the authority. If they can arrest the president, the main authority in the land, then the land is over. You know that. Because he's the first. You remember when, 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 when President Ramaphosa put on war clothes when he spoke to the army? They called him the, the first general of the South African army, which he is. If you read your Bibles, you'll see whenever there was a war in Israel against the enemies, the only thing that they had to do is get the leader. Once they get the leader, then they say the people dropped their weapons and they ran back because their leader was captured. So the enemy has succeeded, powerfully so, in all communities to capture the leader. And the families are falling apart. Listen. Listen to statistics. Number one, it says 63% of youth who commit suicide come from a fatherless home. 90% of homeless and runaway children come from fatherless homes. 85% of all children are 
And I'm not speaking to fathers this morning only and telling you how bad you are. We are not preaching that type of sermon here at this church. There's enough in the government, in the secular world to say how bad fathers are and how bad things are. But they are the, they are the promoters and they, are the, uh, they help to promulgate this thing by the laws and the regulations they bring into this country. And the father does not have his original place in the eyes of the government. So he can never have his original place and there will never be peace. And all we see, what we see in our communities is destruction, gangsterism, killings. is because of this thing. Listen, I give you the stats. 85% of all children who exhibit behavioral disorders, 85% they live in a fatherless home 71% of all high school dropouts are from a fatherless home 75% of all adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers come from a fatherless home chemical abuse is drug abuse 70% of juveniles in state operated institutions come from a fatherless home 85% of all youths now in prison, 85% of all youths now in prison grow up in a... Do you see the bombs where the enemy has thrown these bombs? Ha uh ha, -huh, are you here? Have you seen where the enemy has thrown these bombs? And how effective it is? Strike the father. You strike a, you strike a generation. And I want you as Christians listening under the sound of my voice and under the word of God to see the trick of the devil in this way. There are many tricks. This is one of the ways. Attack the father. Make him fatherless. That he will have no teeth. He's there, but he can't bite. Come on now, are you still here? The statistics also tell us that children from fatherless homes are five times more likely to commit suicide than children from single father households. They are 20 times more likely to have behavioral problems. 20 times more if there is no father in the home. 20 times more likely to become rapists. Statistics. The statistics is done by what? A recent statistic published at the website is giving us this. They are 32 times more likely to run away. They are 10 to run away. 32 times more likely. I never dreamt of running away from my father's house because I just had the mind that he will come for me. And he will lay hands on me with a five-fold ministry. The evangelist, the prophet, the pastor, the apostle, and the teacher. Hard, fast, and continuous. So the government that has worked against the laws of God, bringing in secular laws, anti-biblical laws, <coughs> many such laws of how the father must discipline his children, they have decided how. They have thought that God is outdated and they've become wiser than God. They have fought so much feminist uh, wars and yes, there is abuse, there is, but they don't go to the deep uh, questioning of how all these things happen. So they just load prisons full of men 
and the fathers are taken away from society. And we have this thing that I'm reading to you now. Fatherless. They, they don't know that the young boy that grow up will also become a father. And he will be a fatherless. He will also be missing from the home that he's supposed to rear his children from. They are 10 times more likely if there's no father to use chemical substance. They are 9 times more likely to drop out of school. They are 33 times more likely to be seriously abused. And they are 73 times more likely to be fatally abused. Hey, they are 10 times more likely in a, to be in a juvenile prison. A juvenile prison is a prison where people go that can't go to the big prison. Like uh, Chrysalis was, was, was first like a juvenile prison. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Now you young girls, remember the wisdom I share is more better for you than for the older ones that are here. Because the older ones will agree with me. You can see them shaking their heads. But they can't, they've made the mistake, the, the experience has taught them the mistakes of life. Let me come to the crux of my matter. I'm almost there. Are you still with me? So children, stop disobeying your parents in the Lord. Say amen. Who's still the children here? Put up your hand. Stop, stop it, stop it. Stop it. If you want to know what the devil is doing, don't help the devil to do what he's doing. The devil wants you to be disobedient. It's not easy. It's easier than what I say. It's not as easy as what I say, but work towards it by the help of the Holy Ghost. Obey your father in the Lord. Obey your father. Take an instruction. <clears throat> Pastor Charlie spoke about how Abraham was obedient and what it brought him. Your obedience will bring you blessings. Say amen. Obedience is equal to blessings. And that's why a father must have, there must be a certain fear that the father must project over his young children in the sense not a, not, a, not a devilish fear, but a, a, a fear of respect and honor. And if my father told me to do it, I better do it. Or I will face the repercussions and I will see the results of me not listening. Are you listening? These are simple things that God put in His Word. But we've become too clever for God. And even, even uh, the children in the house... They don't see the Father as God intended them to see it. In the beginning, it was not so. You see, we say now, these patriarchs, Abram, is outdated. Die vrouw moet net aan mond gehouden. Joseph het net gegaan, Mary moet net saam gegaan. Hey! Slimmer as God! Now we've, we've decided how things must be. And kijk hoe leuk ons wereld. Kijk hoe leuk het. Look how the world looks. Because of man's wisdom that can't take us any further. Fathers have been dethroned and beheaded. They have been detoothed. So the first problem is the the second problem is the wives. Are you here? They are all helping Satan to dethrone and to behead and to toothless the father. How do you honor the father of the home as a wife? You honor him by the word of God. Everything is by the word of God. 
All you have to do is give the Father the respect that God expects of you to give the Father. Do you know what respect is, Mama? Respect doesn't mean you can't disagree. Respect doesn't mean you can't disapprove. And as I've told you, this is my statement that I clone for myself. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to disapprove. It's never okay to disrespect. Take it, ladies. Receive it. It's yours. My pastor, my man is by your dumb. Pastor, my man is your pastor. The pastor with you. Yes, right. They can't have to agree with everything. You don't have to agree with everything. You don't have to approve of everything. But you don't have to be disrespectful. Because the one thing the Bible tells you to do is to see, wives, see that you respect your husband. Say amen. Husband, love your wife. But wives, see, please, that you respect. God is trying to bring us back little bit to the order of what he wanted the world to be like. So he's giving us clues in the word of God what to do. You see, don't think, don't outthink God. Just do what God tells you to do. He's already thought it through. You don't have to think it through. Just do what you must do. Hallelujah. And then fathers, I want to tell you this morning, three things you must do as I close. Number one, you must forgive. Because a lot of the things that is done against your leadership, against your authority, is because of the ignorance of the children and the ignorance of the wives. They don't realize what the disobedience will bring on their future. Number two, the wives don't know what the disrespect will bring to their future. So what you must do, you will never have a happy life if you don't live a life of forgiveness. Come on. The world is against fathers. The other day I was giggling and uh, I couldn't tell people why I was giggling. I was looking at this. You know, there was a lot of killings of women now recently. So there was a whole program on this gender violence and woman abuse and so I wondered what is gender violence? Gender violence is, is when, when a man hurts, hurts a woman because a woman is supposed to be a weaker vessel, isn't it? To say, yeah? With the mensa, who van die vrouwens kan graaf slaan? And I'm not saying any, uh, I'm not saying men must abuse women. I'm against abuse of women. I'm against men eating women. But never do they ever mention anything else. I'm sure there are some men that are dead today and wives kill them. But they, they say gender abuse, but it's always the one way around. <laughs> hmm. And I'm sure even some of the killings were through provocation. I mean, there's no real reason why to kill a woman, but it's always just like, these little gentle lambs were walking down the street and the wife and then she... There's many things, many things. The father probably told her not to marry that scully and she never listened. And through disobedience, these things have come. Are you with me? Hey! Can go deep into these things, but I'm on Facebook. Provocation, disrespect. Out of order. Demonic powers is in the house. Demonic powers will eventually lead to murder. Hey. Watch ID. Watch ID. 
There's some women that murder men also. Just throw a little rat poison on the food. There was a man who died now in prison in South African jails. Somebody who visited him gave, put poison in his food. Then he shared his food with other prisoners and so, so all of them went to hospital. I think the one who died, they're not even sure if he's the original one who got the food or just one of the bras who shared the diet with the bra. But I think it's the girlfriend who brought him some poison. He said, Frick, say, 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 Okay, I read you this. Fathers must forgive. Secondly, fathers must fight. Fathers must fight for their roles. Are you with me? Brothers, listen to me. Fathers, listen to me. If you think you're going to walk into a marriage or into a, a family with their children and a wife where they will honor and respect you like the Bible says, are you mad? Because Satan has infected and polluted and distorted and contorted and twisted the world you're going to have to fight for your position. Fight to be a man. Fight to be a father. And I'm not saying fight with the physical hands. No, 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 don't abuse. No, no such thing. I'm saying fight to be there. In other words, God, don't give in to everything. You have made your wife the leader of the home. Not the wife. You have made her. You have allowed her to rule your house. And then Pastor Charlie read us the scripture. It was either Pastor, Pastor Robin read us the scripture of Abraham. The Bible says, I know him, Genesis. I know him. I know him. He can rule his household very well. I thought I wrote it down. Genesis 18 verse 19. Men who can't rule their households very well become weak fathers. He will command his children. Not just the children, the household. And listen to this. And, they sh and, the house and his household after him. Yeah. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice. Ah. Blessings come when God's original plan is put back in order. Mama, Papa, goodness. And Papa, I draw the brook as the authority and the haste. As he forget us, as Mama langsom was it om recht te jou, maar om te disrespect nie. Say Amen. Mothers, you took the teeth out of your father's mouth. Put it back again, please. Maak vir valse tanden na die boodskap. Geestelike valse tanden drukke terug in sy mond die vir hom sy vaderskap terug te gee. You can joke about what I'm saying. You can laugh about what I'm saying. Your house will never be blessed. Demons will have a full sway in your home. They will distort your whole life, your whole children, your family, your generations up to your grandchildren because you have allowed demonic powers to enter the house. You play a pivotal role, the children and the mothers, to help the fathers. You must fight. Fathers must fight. In this book, The Good General, I was sharing this book. I was uh, advertising this book of my father on Facebook the other day because it says life on earth is a war. And you must fight. One of the fights you must have, men, are you listening? I'm closing with this. It's the fight in your home. In 1 Samuel 30 verse 1, David came back from fighting in a war. And when he came back to his, his home called Ziglag, he found that the enemy had struck his home. The enemy had struck his what? 
The enemy had taken his wives and his children. The Bible says they didn't kill the wives and the children. They took them away captive. And the men that were strong soldiers became weak. They fell down. Because when the enemy attacks the home, the power of the warrior is gone. They attacked at Ziklag. They took the children, they took the wives, and the men even started talking of stoning David. Because this thing was too much for them to bear. Are you listening? I'm here to tell you one of the tactics of the devil is to attack the home, the home, the home, the home. The man must go out to make war outside, but when he returns home and he finds his home is under attack, it's one of the strategies of Satan. Is anybody listening to me? I'll read it to you. I'll teach it to you. Hallelujah. No matter how hardened the warrior is, he always looks forward to coming home. I said, Ivani, if you're fighting a war, you will expect your home to come under fire. You must expect an attack on your home base. You must expect an attack on your family, brothers, fathers. You must even, every attack on your home, your friends, your family will have a significant impact on the war. The devil would like to leave every father homeless. And in many homes, you can go through Delph, you can knock on the door and ask, where's the father? He's not there. Because the devil has succeeded in the war to leave many homes fatherless. And to leave many fathers homeless. Say amen. The devil would like to leave you without a place to come back to. If you are a traveling minister, you can expect an attack on your home. Satan would like to attack your physical home and leave you without any solace or comfort. He would like to bomb your shelter so that you have nowhere to go when you are finished fighting. This is why many ministers have serious marital problems. It is an attack to bomb their shelter so that they have nowhere to go. It is called a de-housing attack. Is anybody listening? Instead of pastors coming home to softness, comfort and delights, they come home to hardness, more hard work and arguments all the time. Loving words are replaced with accusations, opposition and resistance. The fathers have to fight. Soon a minister of the gospel does not consider his house as a place of solace, comfort and softness and delights because he has now been dehoused. And this is one of the ways Germany lost the war because England had a man called Bomber Harris who bombed. They, they stopped bombing the airports. Look, they stopped bombing the airports. They stopped bombing the military bases. They started bombing the homes where the people lived. And they said, but you can't do that. There's innocent people there. No, the tactic was destroy the home. So when the soldier comes back, his strength is gone. Like David's strength was gone when he came home to find that his wives and children and the houses were burned to pieces. It's a strategy of war, demonic warfare. Are you listening? 
So I say, how is the Makara's mama? If the house is confused, always arguments, always fighting. You have the house, the father. You have distorted the order of God completely. And nothing can work for you well. Nothing. I'm closing now, man. It's so nice to preach like this, man. Uh, that's the reason why there are few evangelists. Because the evangelists who step out of the church to go to the world, when they come back, then some other pastors have taken over the church and they've dehoused the evangelists. Here your family and your age are very important to the mission of the Father. The importance is spelled out by the fact that the enemy will target the family to try to eliminate them because it hurts the Father. Are you with me? Do not be surprised if your home base is of close age and aliens come under attack. Alliances, sorry. Your home base of alliances come under attack. Your ministry cannot be completed without the input of those close to you. Do not be surprised if Satan tries to turn your age into rebels. Do not be surprised because it is an attack on your home. Stand up and fight for your home. Fight to maintain your house. Build bomb shelters so that you will not suffer the housing attack of the devil. Hallelujah. Fathers must forgive. Fathers must fight. And lastly, fathers must love. Amen. Through all the difficulty, God instructed you to love. Love those you must care for, even though they also make mistakes. Because the Father is a representative of God and the Bible says, God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Let the kingdom of God reign in your life in this distorted earthly kingdom. Fathers must have hearts to forgive. Otherwise, the prodigal son, when he leaves home, he will never be able to come back. Fathers must have hearts to forgive their wives. Like the Bible instructed Hosea, marry a prostitute so that I can show you how I must love you despite the wickedness that you do to me. I must still love you. Men are instructed in the Bible to love their wives with an unconditional love. Now, just as the man has a blown gasket, the woman also has a blown uh, piston top. So you have two incompatible people who must try to make life together. And oftentimes, the marriage is the central bombing target of the devil. So if the marriage isn't working, then the father and the mother's relationship with the children will also not work. And you see the cycle in Delft. Come and have a look at it. So, a young daughter... There's no father to protect her. When my daughter had a visit from a bushy-haired young boy, I chased him away from my house. But the other daughter who lived close by had no such father to chase away the evil. Because you you should be able to discern between good and bad. Isn't that right? There was no father and then she just got involved and later she got pregnant and then the husband, the guy who made her pregnant, he already had a child from somewhere else so he didn't want to marry her and then he left and then eventually she, it's a whole cycle. So all these kids grow up, they grow up 
laughing and they look nice to Oma. Oma's giving them dummy and sweets, but they don't realize this little boy must grow up now. The bomb has fallen. The bomb in the war has fallen. There's no father. There's no authority. Wat nog van die ma wat sê, wacht papa, blijf sê stil, laat ek, laat ek besluit, laat ek besluit, laat ek besluit. And God's order is distorted. So mama is now doing what God wanted father to do. You know, my mother loved us. My, my, we had a soft, gentle, kind mother. But one of the things I'll never forget, she never interfered when my father was disciplining us. And I'm sure she felt the pain because my father was hard. And when he hit, he hit hard. He was moeger werk, man. We had to go and make excuses if the boys in our school saw marks. But it was okay. He did what God told him to do. Look at me today. You see, and my mother never stopped him. I said, what the friends must for do now? He has no discipline in the house. Because you have the man's and you You must blame yourselves for weak fathers in weak homes. It's a hard message, but I've got to preach it. Because all the government is saying, Oh, you lovely ladies, you have done nothing wrong. No, there's a lot of wickedness amongst women as well. And they carry, they wear the pants of authority. This is not God's design. In the beginning, it was not so. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Fathers must forgive. Fathers, we must fight. Severiano, must fight for your position, my boy. Whoever marries you, because you're soft, you're going to try to... It's demonic, but nobody, nobody knows the demons are there. Look, the demons are invisible creatures sent by Satan to, to affect your life. Only spiritual people can see spiritual things. This must be a devil. So oftentimes you must ask yourself, is my behavior from God? Is it from the Holy Spirit or am I demonic? Is demons working through me now? Check, check yourself. Lay your hands on your head every morning when you get up. Rebuke every devil that entered you through the dream through, through, through an experience, through a hatred, through an attitude. And God can give you a, a taste of heaven on earth. Amen. Yes, He can. We'll never be complete heaven because of the polluted world, the distorted world, the twisted and the contorted world. But you must then Draw close, draw closer to the way God originally intended it to be. Your knight in shining armor will get back on his horse again. Ladies, he will ride. You must get off the horse so that he can get back on there again. Children, your father will be the hero that you always thought him were. Honor him, respect him, lift him up. The Proverbs 31 woman, she lifts her husband in the gates. So that the others can see him and respect him. Wow. It's God's divine order. God's divine plan.